0: Hello, everybody. We have World Cup Final on Sunday. Argentina versus France. We're going to talk all about it and how we got here. Live on Twitter, Spaces, and YouTube. Let's fucking go. Before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how we doing?
1: I'm doing good, man. Remember our predictions? Before World Cup... Yep. I'm, I'm glad. I'm I'm pretty close. I I picked Argentina. at France, good team though, so it, it could go either way. But it's a great final nonetheless.
0: Man, I don't think a month has flown by faster than this one, and the World Cup is is almost over. And I'm I'm getting a little sentimental. I'm getting a little emotional, man. It's been it's been a great month.
1: I've been enjoying it. I wasn't even looking forward to it. And then once it began, I I just, I enjoyed it. Despite, despite Mexico's first round exit, I was Uh, expecting it. You know, I had been expecting it for a while just because of the nature of the World Cup, three games, three games. And we've seen even the best of them, Germany twice now, uh, 2018 and now uh, again, 2022 go home after the first round and that's the team that you know you see you see a lot of the Mexico press they look they kind of look into like what Germany is doing and it's like if only we could do that right and and because they do they seem to have everything their shit in order and and even then it's still go home. Uh,
0: I'm having trouble hearing you. Kind of cutting in and out, but I I agree with uh, you know, you have examples like Germany and Belgium, you know, countries that are you know respected powerhouses. And even they couldn't get out of the group stage and you look at Mexico and yeah, you know, it it did have a sour taste in my mouth. Like we, we, we knew going into this world cup, we didn't, we weren't expecting much, but now reflecting on how far, for example, Argentina has gone, how far they've come and they're in a final and it was, it was like in our hands to send them home and, and look at what we've done. Look at what we've created. We've created a monster. And I'm starting to look at, like, some of the clips from that match. And there's a video that kind of went viral about uh, Aymar, who was having, like, a fucking panic attack in that first half against Mexico. And, dude, we had them by the fucking balls. And we had the opportunity to send them home. And it just goes to show, like how 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 easily they this whole thing could have been different, and it, it's obviously very frustrating to see what ended up happening in that match and and Mexico just you know <laughs> handing the game to them on a silver platter
1: yeah it, yeah, but it's it's it it remains us a what if because Argentina is a type of team of, if Max would have opened up and given them more space, they could have they could have made them suffer. Uh, but I do agree they were in a good position, just because, as you said, uh, Argentina was nervous. But do a like player like Messi. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I he hasn't like he hasn't like done any like big like you know like w- how we 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 grew up watching him in Barcelona and seeing all those great goals and great runs and plays. He's already doing that, but that's not, that's not to take away credit. He's so good that, and and so difficult to mark that just having him on the team opens up so much space uh, for his teammates.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. I've been a big, messy hater. I just – I don't like Argentina, <laughs> so – you know, if he was any other, like, nationality, I probably would root for him. But I just can't stand Argentina. And he's, you know, he's a nice kid. He's He's got a, he's got a, a humble temperament. He's never been, like, Ronaldo as far as, like, being a diva and, and having a big ego. He's always been, like, a humble guy. And I want to like the guy, but I don't fucking like him. And And, and I got to give him credit because he is literally taking Argentina to a final, man
1: again well this is this will be the second one yeah speaking of humble did he ever did he ever make a comment about stamping on Messi's shirt
0: <laughs> oh Alexis! did Vega? they even
1: ask it no messi remember uh, canelo got all but hurt oh made a fool of himself and then he got trolled really hard
0: yeah i know uh, uh his boyfriend agüero stood up for him but i don't know what ended up happening um but They're
1: probably keeping the media away from. him.
0: <laughs> the most attitude that I saw from a, a Messi in like my in, in my entire life was was in that press conference after the Netherlands match, which we'll, we'll talk about, and he was calling uh, somebody a bobo.
1: Oh damn! I know he called out Van Gaal because Van Gaal made some comments, and I think he was trying to uh, get under his skin though. And so he he does that celebration when he runs up to the like to the bench to the and bench. does a to- <laughs> Yeah, he does a tapujiyo like Riquelme, um, but I, I didn't know Bengal had made had made some statements.
0: Was he saying that he wouldn't fit in his system, or it's not about the player; it's about the team, kind of thing? I think that's what it was, right?
1: He said something like about like Messi, like they already. That they weren't worried about him. No, nothing too harsh, but sort of like yeah, downplayed him. And and I don't know, man. I guess they, the coaching staff used that to fire up Messi.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, like he needs more, f- you know, fuel to the flame. But obviously, you know, Netherlands and Argentina have a rivalry. They've obviously faced each other in the past, um, what, 2014 and... Even the last World Cup, right? Or not the last World Cup, but yeah, twenty fourteen was the one where they. Well,
1: the very the very first, well, back when Argentina, like in seventy four, I think. Seventy four, when back when you had the Naranja Mecanica, and yeah, I think they beat Argentina. In the World Cup, but then they they go on to lose to Germany. And then in 78, they meet in the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for that game, Cruyff didn't go. He, 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 I forgot what was the reason, but he, he doesn't make the trip to the World Cup. Uh, he took himself out, of course. And Argentina beats him. And then that's it. Yeah, I don't think they played till 98.
0: Uh, I'm looking and at it right with, now. So, yeah, and you're and right. And that
1: put the Bergkamp that's what the Burkham colosso which was oh, sick dude it was uh, yeah nineteen seventy
0: four they beat Argentina 4 zero and then they obviously oh
1: well that was and yeah and and see and beating argentina like that yeah well beating like the south Americans because I think they beat Uruguay as well and um it was sort of like 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 the Dutch were introducing the you know, fútbol total, la naranja mecánica, and, mm-hmm. and that was sort of like confirmation of like, you, you know, we're whooping these dudes' ass because those teams from South America they would go to Europe and and they would push arounds. You know, most often they would they would score these other teams because um, you know they used to play like Europe. They don't they don't play. They 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 used to play the way they play now. You know, a lot of like the. More fancy, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of uh, kick and rush, the pelotazo, and and not all the teams, but but many of them, and um, ultra defensive, like Italy, and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, and, and but yeah, you have the South Americans that played the more fancy football. So when you get the the you know the Dutch team, the with Michael, and and, uh, Cruyff. <clears throat> and all those other guys and, and yeah, that World Cup dude, they were just like that was like the new you know, the new thing they was in because you had had like the WM formation and then you had like the uh, what is it, when they had like five delanteros <laughs> at one point they won midfield and uh, the, the defenders and then and then you know, because cause every every tournament now you you see like the introduction of of a new style Correct. or of a new system, and and so that was in seventy four, and and to whoop that ass and like that, it was sort of like damn these dudes are serious. They just they just couldn't capitalize it with the, the you know the Germans end up still winning the World Cup.
0: You think people will adopt Morocco style after this World Cup, fucking no. parking the
1: bus. <laughs> No, we've seen it. I think, you know, but it's we like those Cinderella stories, but we've seen it. I mean, we saw it with Greece when they win the Euro Cup. Turkey. And they pretty much, you know, defensive the whole way. Yeah, there's been teams that have made deep runs, and then they sort of, like, disappear, you know? They'll make this deep run. Costa Rica in 2014, and then they... They kind of fade off, like you know. It was, and that's the thing, because it's a small turning. And, and yeah, because I mean, yeah. Morocco wasn't even the. the um, they didn't even
2: want to the. the, the was
1: <coughs> super strong team, but I think everything just clicked in for them. The yeah. right coach came in. Everything clicked. We had... Right? I'm not, and I'm not taking away credit from the players. They obviously, have good players. You, they do. You're not gonna pull that out. You're not gonna pull it out with a bunch of like you know scrubs. Those dudes are still. They're still very good. And, and get the coach figured out how to get the best out of them.
0: Yeah, looking at how we got to the semis, uh, you had uh, Morocco beat Portugal, and I think a lot of fans felt that that one. Uh, not seeing Ronaldo see this thing through and uh his last world cup and you know obviously i think this is the moment where people have realized that you know his his time is done it's over for him i think well, like at least
1: for 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 like uh international football I, I, well i, I just think like play, playing club
0: i think this kind of just like settles it you know people thought ronaldo was gonna have a a deep run they thought that he was gonna. It was gonna be a Messi versus Ronaldo final, and uh, obviously the the team felt otherwise. the The coach even benched him. He's just not the guy anymore, you know. And and it's 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 like the his downfall now. And hey, I
1: mean, he's still good, dude. Like, if you, he's still a great player, but he's not gonna to have another
0: opportunity at another world. This was his last chance.
1: Well, who knows? You have players like Sanetti, and he played until he was like. Forty or forty-two. I don't. Inter, I don't think
0: they'll let him do Inter,
1: that. I think, dude, if he's CR seven, as long as he's he's in, you know, if he's playing good at the club level,
0: dude, there's no way he, he's gonna play another World in, Cup. <laughs>
1: never know.
0: And the reason we, why is because like, see, all right, see. how how old is he? Ronaldo's like 34, 35,
1: right? Yeah. Well, we no, could,
0: he's, with, uh, I think he's thirty-seven. I think he's thirty-seven. So, dude, he's not gonna go to. This is it. This is the last World Cup.
1: Never, never say never, dude.
0: A forty-one-year-old Ronaldo, when Portugal shits out new talent every two seconds, bro. There's, there's no way, dude. There's no way they would <clears throat> let him play yeah, another. But World
1: he's, Cup. he's, he's, he's. I am saying, as long as he's, he's performing. Uh. There was, I think, a Cameroonian.
0: Dude, even Messi said was, this like, is the world last World Cup.
1: Yeah, but that's Messi because he wants to. I guess he could do the same thing. Uh, he could do the same thing if he wants. He's not Tom
0: Brady, bro. No. It's, this is this isn't like a a Super Bowl every year. This is every four years. A lot can happen in four years, and I think Ronaldo is <laughs> done. It?
3: But but the thing about it is uh, Ronaldo Cristiano. He, he's actually he he takes better better care of himself
0: in terms of health. Uh, he
1: does. I mean, look at look at how he nobody can beat right Father now. Time though, man. Okay. Here's the Father Time. Here's what I was thinking of. Roger Mila. He was 42. And he played at the 1994 World Cup with Cameroon.
0: I mean, it's possible, but his bit this was his best chance at winning one. Actually, his first one was the yeah. best chance.
3: I no, I don't think look, Portugal. Portugal was it was is never going to be for at least a, a contender to win the World Cup. He, he just he I mean there's uh, Portugal Portugal also I mean they do have some good players, but they're not they're not like an Argentina they're not like a France where they you know where they you know have a stacked team. So I, I honestly I, I think that uh, I always knew that. That you know Messi always had a better chance at winning the World Cup, not because he's a better player, but because of the, you know, the cast, you know, the ensemble that he has around him, you know. And, and to be honest, I mean, you know, right now the Argentine team that they have, I mean, it seems like they they're a better fit, for, you know, as a team in terms of collective. Yeah. But like, you know, previous, you know, previous uh, squads, uh you know. When you look at you know man you know you know on a on a roster basis man you know per man, I mean there were other there were other teams that that Argentina teams that were better in terms of like the individual ability, but in terms of collective I think this this is one of the better Argentine sides you know. Yeah, and that's not and, saying and that much because
0: Depaul sucks ass, bro. I mean, against Mexico he was a he was a liability. <laughs> he,
3: he had a bad he had a bad game against Mexico, but he I mean he's he's a good player.
1: Yeah. You know? but, I, I think we, you know. And I get it when you say they suck, but a lot of times it's like maybe at the offensive end, but then there's still a lot of things they do during the match. Yeah. You know, pos- positioning and and opening spaces and whatnot, which is where where they they um. It's just the attitude they, and the mindset, bro. It's how they
0: carry themselves. Argentina has two World Cups, and they've they've trust me. If you ever met someone from Argentina, they'll remind you. It's like it's this attitude and this like <laughs> almost like what's the word? Like, uh, they they expect this. They expect to win the World Cup. Like that's just like their attitude and their mindset and how they approach the game.
3: And, well, they, they ha- I mean, they sh- and they should. I mean, let's not take anything away from them. They they produce world class players.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah, entitlement is the word I was looking for, and it's like, but you know, you think about France and uh, France is relatively successful. Like new, it's they weren't always they weren't even considered a powerhouse you know until like 98
1: no they they were the the team when they had um they had, you had a really run, I'm thinking of the first team was in Juventus yes yeah, they good players. They they had, but they <laughs> had
0: had had france ever had a deep run like 98 i don't think so they in 86 they had a deep run and obviously they were champions in 84 the euro no i'm talking about world you cup know? though
1: but but well, you know, but you but wait, you know, just really quick, let's not let's let's not forget the world cup wasn't expanded the way it is now till ninety eight, even ninety-four. So before that was less teams. Twenty four. So it was much it was much, yeah. Before that was like what, sixteen maybe? Oh, just said twenty four. And I think less than that, um, at one point. So I mean it was way more difficult. And you could be good and, and it doesn't mean you suck, it's just the tournament was just that difficult because not that many teams. Yeah.
0: Uh, real quick, E. Eric Sanchez on YouTube chat says Ronaldo already showing signs of decline, and you expect him to play better in four years? No way.
1: <laughs> no, I don't. I don't, I don't expect him to play better. But I'm just saying, if if he maintains the uh, a, a competitive, that they could call him in, and and you've seen teams that have fielded players. At that age, maybe they don't play every game, but but they get to play.
0: Bro, he's one I, I, he's I, one cheeseburger thing. from like retiring and and letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> you no,
1: know, just, just the thing. The thing with him is it, it's
3: not a question of, of him losing a step in terms of like physic physical attributes. He's still, I mean, the guy hasn't lost a step in that regard. I just think that that his his current downfall is that first of all. He should have never left Real Madrid, you know, but he should have, he should have, he should have stuck with, uh, he should have stuck in in Italy, but I I think, I think, I think his mistake was going back to Manchester and, uh, and thinking, because thinking that, that the trip was going to, you know, you know, right its course.
0: Yeah. In a world cup year. I think that was a bad, bad move. I I
3: think that was his, I think that was his mistake. I think he should have, either, you know, I mean, obviously...
0: Because Madrid kept winning played. titles without him. I mean, you know. <laughs> and he could have still been there. I mean, Benzema oh, was there.
1: But but you know what? We we talk about him, like, last step and whatnot. But we're comparing him to when he was at the top of his game. And the top of his game is one of the greatest. Do you know what I mean? Even at the level he's now, he's still better than the majority of active players yeah, I mean, that's how good he is that's how good he is so I mean, we're kind of comparing him to like a, a an even better version of him which is a bit unfair he's, he's still he's still a good player man I, but yeah, you know the team he, played he, the team he, played he, better he played without
0: that. him and that that basically speaks volumes to
1: yeah but that could be the coaching not not so much him yeah. you know
0: well you know he's he's there because it's Ronaldo and he's not gonna not be there but, so you but there are better
1: Time Time in terms you of it, if, if you were the porter you would leave out C. I'm C. not going to leave
0: out Ronaldo but I'm not going to start him just because of his name there was I mean obviously oh, yeah, well, the yeah. player that replaced him he he scored a hat trick like you can't you can't complain man well, okay. let's, just put it to, let's just put it to this he, he has been
3: he go from Real Madrid then you go to Juventus I mean the guy found success there right I mean, the guy. Yes. way that God goes, he 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 finds success. You know, the first his first stint in Manchester, then obviously Real Madrid, and then in Juventus and stuff like that. And then for him to go back to 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 to, to Manchester, I think you know, I think it's valid the criticism that he had of, of of Manchester as as a club, as an institution. Oh yeah, and he's like, hold on, this is not the this is not the, the because he always spoke very highly. Of, of Ferguson of, of course of, 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 of Manchester and, and, and for him to see that his you know that that image just you
0: know
3: just all you know they, they ran it to the ground they ran they ran that club to the ground and and obviously he spoke up yeah. you know well, let's like, not forget
0: like he was he was very close to signing with Manchester city and it was only because of Fergie that he decided not to but yeah he was very close of like betraying the team.
3: <laughs> yeah but uh no i don't i think i i think yeah i, I think he has another run you know at least in, in at least for Williams.
0: we'll see what happens um i will say you know morocco they only conceded one goal uh and it was an own goal and and you know today against france it was just very satisfying to finally see see them lose bro it's like i i respect what they did like don't get me wrong it's just not attractive football and i guess it works but eventually your luck's gonna run out and uh you know good for them good for for africa or whatever good for whoever's trying to claim them as like islam and arabs like dude whatever man everyone's just trying to cling on to something but at the end of the day the powerhouses you know come through
1: well, because they're the first uh, African team to make it to the semis. To the semis, but they're also the first Muslim team to get that far.
3: Uh, Hold on.
0: Yeah.
1: Hold on, hold on. In
3: uh, They made it all the way to the semis, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: I don't think Turkish people are... Are they Muslim?
1: Yeah. Bless you. Thank
0: you thank you yeah I mean you know good for them um there's always like a fairy tale team and and they're definitely one of them um as far as England losing to France and and in the matter of how they did Harry Kane scoring a penalty and then you know having to take another one if you're the coach would you would you still let him take another penalty like even though he scored the first one or would you ask like for a new kicker
1: No, I let
0: them. It reminds me of Borghetti, you know, against Brazil in the Confederations Cup. He scores the first one. The referee asked him to retake it. Then he misses the yeah, second but- one. They they do the another retake. At that point, you pull him <laughs> out, dude. Like that, that's it, bro. Like, you gotta have somebody fresh in there. You're you're like in your own head at this point.
3: Yeah, but but hey, uh Jaime. Turkey did yeah I, I just didn't remember if they got third place third or fourth place but uh Turkey in and, and O2 20 years ago made that deep run and Turkey is uh, basically a like they're like they're uh, they're they're a, a, a muslim majority country.
0: Oh okay. And they played that final so, yeah. against uh South Korea, right?
1: What's That's...
3: that? I I believe that yeah, I think I uh, I think South Korea also made a deep run uh but so yeah, this so will that, be
1: second, they will be the second team. Uh, I, I, I don't, but that just shows how little.
3: The, the, I think the reason why they're making a, a bigger deal about Morocco, obviously, you know, the, the, you know, being Arab and being you know, a Muslim majority is because technically Turkey qualifies out of the uh, the way you know, the European, mm-hmm. yeah. Federation. So, I don't know, it, it just seems like. You know, uh, obviously they're they're part of NATO and all that type of stuff. So it it just seems like they gave, I don't know. I, I think they just more for sentimental reasons and stuff like that. They're 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 people are a little bit more inclined, at least in the Middle East and in uh, mm-hmm. Africa. That's I guess why you know they're they're getting behind them a little bit more. You know, yeah.
0: And they felt like they were the you know the home crowd today, man. Like the whistles and every time France had the ball, it's like. The the Moroccan fans that showed up, man they they knew they put up a a good fight. Yeah.
3: Um, but
0: but but like I I wouldn't make I wouldn't make a big deal about this.
3: Like every every so you know so often there's always that surprise that that, that makes a deep run. You know, be mm-hmm. it be it you know Korea, be it Turkey, be it you know.
0: I think Croatia uh, was always like a surprise, like in '98, right? Bulgaria was also a
3: surprise, yeah. you know. You get those from
0: time to time. Uh, On the other side of the bracket, Croatia-Brazil, you know, for me, that was heartbreaking. I had Brazil-France all the way through to the final. And for them to lose, in the matter of how they lost, you know, Brazil had scored in overtime. It looked like everything was done. They kind of did a Piojo where they uh, defended for the last, like, 15 minutes. And that ended up costing them uh you know Croatia tie the game in regulate in overtime, and then they they go to penalties and and they lose in penalties and oh man it, it's just a painful loss to see Brazil out, go out like that, especially after seeing what no, no,
3: what Croatia they, did
0: to Argentina it's like
3: they scored they scored in the in the what towards the, the end of the first time right so there's like you said fifteen minutes they they basically i mean they didn't park the bus. But they did not manage. They didn't manage the the, the time uh, accordingly. You know, the, the second in the second half of the extra time, They're You know, I, I understand. You know, they. I mean, they're up. They they are able to control the tempo of the game, and they didn't do it. They failed to do that. Um, and I think that that's been a common theme in this World Cup: is teams not not being able to manage the game. Mm-hmm. Towards the end, when they're, when they're up, I mean, you saw that. You saw obviously you saw that with Argentina and yep. and uh, Holland and stuff
0: like that. yeah.
3: So, I just that, that's one of the things that have been really disappointing to me, at least in terms of tactics, is 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 you know teams not managing that uh, well and and trying to play for the result.
0: You know, when there's still so much time because anything can happen. Anything and, can and happen. It. Yeah, and you know, like they should have known this. From the, from the first game, like, the the way they were so generous with stoppage time. Oh, yeah. You can't just take the one goal lead and, and think, you know, and they were already, like, celebrating. They felt like they, they had finally made it and ended up costing them. The part that pisses me off, though, is, like, all right, Croatia, you beat Brazil fair and square, and then you just fucking bent over for Argentina yesterday. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, I would have much rather see Brazil, Argentina in the semi because at least they would have put up a fight, and Croatia just bent over and said, have at it, and, and basically just handed Argentina a, a ticket to the final, and I, I was not happy with that. Uh, well, Croatia, they...
3: I I I I think honestly they shouldn't even have gone that far, you know.
0: Um,
3: I th- I think that the, that they, they were lucky to get as far as they did.
0: Uh, yeah, they tied against still, Japan. You know, tied against Brazil. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I mean, I I mean, there's something to be said. I mean, obviously they kept their composure and 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 were able to take you know the game towards towards the end. So you got to give them you know respect for that, but. I don't think they had as good of a tournament as a lot of people have made it out to be.
0: Um I do I, you got to give credit to Luka Modric. though. holy shit, man. Oh what yeah, a yeah. what a beauty that, to watch.
3: That that guy, that guy can, you know, can easily be mentioned along, you know, you know the the, the greats, you know. Um, for what he's done, you know, with you know like the, his national team, you know, uh, runner up, you know, basically a semifinalist. And then obviously his club career. Every time, every time I see that 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 picture of uh, of Modric with uh, uh, Dos Santos Giovanni, you know when they were both oh, young man. and and, and, uh, and taunting him.
1: Oh, it's, dude! It's like, you got to take it there, Run. <laughs>
3: it's like you know it's frustrating because you see like you know, you know like even with you know what's the name, Breslin, uh, the you know. And it's like, Vela, what the hell happened to you, buddy? If you I know. if you got a little bit more, you know,
0: if you applied business, yourself
3: a little bit more, because you were more talented than them.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and Griezmann, was, holy so. shit, Griezmann has turned into like a like the craftsmanship showing now. He's turned into a like a center midfield, and he's he's doing all the dirty work for France, man. And, oh
1: yeah, he's he's uh, he's
3: he's done really good, you know. Um, but like I said, you know, it's just seeing, seeing uh, Modric and seeing uh, Griezmann, really kind of like it gets me sad because yeah. I see those pictures of of, of, of like him and with, with Bella and then you know Modric with uh, Giovanni, and I'm thinking, dude, that could have been us.
0: It could have yeah, been us, could've... man. What's that? And we, it could have been us, and we beat Croatia. <laughs> we beat Croatia, and we beat France. <laughs> in world cups, you know, it's just like it, i don't get it, dude. It takes more though. It takes it takes like uh an entire i think like team to commit to something as big as a as a world cup run and i don't think Mexico commits to it. I think they just they commit to showing up and participating, but i think that's as far as the commitment goes. They don't really care about winning a trophy.
1: Excuse crazy. What Croatia was, I think they were part of Yugoslavia, right?
0: Or was it Serbia, Yugoslavia? Yeah, probably.
1: Yeah, that's where Voda that's where Bora came from. Um, but that's crazy because some of those, it broke up, and that region, it's it's produced great players. Who knows how much stronger it would have been if if it had stayed. <laughs> Or if it maybe not would have worked.
0: Yeah, who knows? I've been to Croatia, man. It's a beautiful country, very small, but they um, they love their football, man. Um, looking at the at the final though, Argentina, they have this uh, you know crazy run right now. I feel like everything's on their side. Especially the referees. I mean, how many PKs has Messi <laughs> scored in this World Cup? I lost count. And how many has he missed, too? I mean, he's had like, what, three or four PKs since this World Cup started?
1: I don't know. He tied with goals, though, right? With. Um, with who's, who's the. Because he
0: scored, he scored and he missed one, right? He scored one against Saudi Arabia, then he missed one against Poland. Then he scores another one in a...
1: He, he missed the one that would put Mexico through.
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he scores the one against oh, Netherlands. Damn. Then he he scores another one against Croatia. It's like, dude, like, how many PKs are going to give Messi and Argentina? And they're in the final now, and it seems like everyone's rooting for, for them. I don't think anyone wants to see France repeat, except for French people.
1: Or maybe just the area they're they're more they're more into Messi, could be you know.
0: Well, you know, everyone's into Messi. You know, they have the fanboys that root for Messi, and they have this you know Messi Ronaldo sort of uh, rivalry. But I I think like even your casual fan knows who Messi is and wants to see him win, and only like. I would say semi casual people that are so, that kind of pay attention know who like Mbappe is and and will root for him. But all the casuals, if you ask them like to name one player, they're gonna say like Messi or Ronaldo. So I think like, yeah, you're right. It's it's like everyone's kind of just like, ah, oh, you know, give it to Argentina, and and a lot of people don't like France. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, for me, I, I can't I, – I'm hoping France repeats because it doesn't happen in modern football as often to see a country defend their title. When's the last time that happened?
3: No, I, I already told you why I want Argentina to win because
0: I – Europe has, has you know – Okay, won. you got to do yes. barco No, 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 no.
3: They... <laughs> You, the whole, the whole, you know, with the last four uh, champions have been, you know, from Europe, and it's really that's really messed up. Uh, the The balance between, you know, the Americas and, and, and Europe, and I mean, I've talked to you about these, you know, the book back in uh, the book uh, 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 eighty six La Pugna, Pugna, like you know, um, and it talks about, you know, the uh, the football in the Americas and football in uh, in Europe and stuff like that, and. And, like, that book is really good. It came out before the 86 World Cup. And, and like, a lot of the things that you see, right, a lot of the problems that you see, uh, like, for example, even with Mexico, um, in terms of tactics and the identity and stuff like that, it's like that book really, really, uh, it, it was good then, and it's still now, you know, good, you know, talking about the tactics, um the difference that di- like, like, for example, um, you know, the, the problems that, you know, what's the name, uh, Mesty had with Bengal and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that stems from, you know, from, uh, you know, Bengal and, 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 obviously there's been a lot of Latin American players that have spoken bad or not bad, but just spoken about the, the problems that they had with Bengal and, and other European coaches.
0: You think he's and, uh, been um, what's the word, like prejudiced towards like South Americans? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't
3: say I wouldn't do that. I, I don't play that card because Bengal. You know, a lot of people don't know this, but like he, he, he you know, during the what is it, the World Cup in '86, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I mean, he helped out with the the earth, what is it, the earthquake um, in Mexico. Oh. So I I, mean, I don't I don't I don't think it has to do with you know any sort of like you know, racial prejudice or stuff like that, but it but. I can send I I can see why some of the Latin American players like Facao and and D. D Maria and and obviously you know and all those guys, is that sometimes they you know European coaches see you know players not just from Latin America but even from 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 like other places like Africa that they see them as low football IQ, you know? And thank um, too, but that—that yeah, they're—they're they're not you know tactical you
1: know they're they're not you know very disciplined in terms of well, you know tactical I awareness. Just, I just want to add really quick, Ron. Uh, I don't—I don't, I don't want to cut you off. I just want to add on to that really quick. And then going off of interviews, especially interviews where they me, and what we seen Bengal did at Barcelona because he did it to Rivaldo too, and where where it's like. I would say the ideology, right? So like, like Latin America, we have like the NDS or whatever, and we just yeah. kind of let them, let them do their thing. Like Biver, dude, that dude would not make a team in modern football. <laughs> he would just walk the field. Um, and I mean, uh, and in Europe, right? They probably wouldn't, wouldn't want, it. they just probably would, would not value him uh, as, as insanely talented as he was. Um, and, and that was, Part of it, where um, Riquelme said how then golf just moved him to the, you know, lo puso en la Lavanda, and he did the same to Rivaldo, and then these are players that were excelling in a certain area, and this guy wants them to play different because it's more of like, it's more of like their system, as opposed to like instead of like system. building the
0: team around him, yeah,
1: yeah, or 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 have a system that benefits those players. Is this is the system that I yeah. have, and, and very, I think that's very like that.
0: rigid in their style, and they won't adapt or, Adapted. you know.
1: Yeah, you have to adapt to it. Yeah, and, and you have to,
0: and and that's and that's why I said that's why I want you know
3: uh, Argentina to win it just because I, I just to shift you know start shifting the balance again that yeah, you know I, not every not not everything not everything you know has to be more Eurocentric and stuff like that and. And I also, you know, told you like the, one of the reasons why I would rather have Argentina win because, you know, one of the things that Mexico or Mexican football was, has been able to do, like if you look at the '78 World Cup team and you see the '86 World Cup team, Mexico has been able to poach those players afterwards as managers, you know, and, and uh, you know, like for example, you, they, you know, Mexico was able to attract Pasarela, eh, eh, Todo Gallego. Uh, Nere Pumpido. So I mean, those are all three, like you know, uh, players. That,
1: that, Ruggeri.
0: Right? Uh,
3: yeah. Also, well, he didn't really have that that much success as a coach in Liga MX. But like for example, Tolo Gallego, he won. Pasarela, he won. Uh,
0: what's his name? Wait, um, Was Menotti the coach of the Argentina team?
3: Men- Menotti was in '86. Oh, I'm sorry, '78. Uh, Bilardo was in in uh, uh, Bilardo was in '86.
0: Where does uh, where does Bielsa fit in all this? He he wasn't in any. No, of it. he
3: was he was hired back in in the early nineties uh, uh, for Atlas.
0: Oh, but he wasn't so, involved in like the World Cup runs. No, no, he
3: was. Uh, no, he he wasn't. But he 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 did well over, and he obviously he had you know some success in in, in Argentina, and then Atlas brought him over uh, yeah. in the early nineties. So you know, there's a lot of. People that give Bielsa uh, 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 credit for starting Atlas's youth program and like you know developing players like you know Borgetti Oswaldo Sanchez right uh, Pardo, and all those all those guys you know Cepedo, uh, Cepedo. yeah so like that's kind of like that's one of the reasons why I would rather have you know I would I would have preferred either Argentina or Brazil to take it um, yeah because honestly that's just I mean, going four four World Cups and, and just and and that's why and that's why you get a lot of like you know your you know Europeans that say that eh, basically the World Cup is just it's like this, the Euro Cup but just adding yeah. Argentina Brazil with you know? some color. Yeah,
0: we have our number one fan uh, on board, Ricardo. Welcome to the show.
2: Was that Van Gaal? Uh, Yeah, that's uh, no-neck Van Gaal when he was at Barcelona.
0: <laughs> How you feeling about this World Cup? How you liking the finalists? Are you happy, surprised, don't care?
2: Well, there's a, there's a lot of things going on. That's a loaded question, Jaime, but... But I wanted to talk, I wanted to mention something you, you were talking about, about how Argent, the Argentines, they feel like entitled. Yep. Like They have that, Uh, they feel like it's an obligation to win, right? Mm-hmm. And the only, and it's crazy because the only time in my life I've ever seen another team with that type of mentality is when the U.S., when they, uh, the Dream Team, because I was watching The the Redeem. The oh, The Redeem, redeem
0: team. team? Yeah, great dog. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, on Netflix. And it's pretty much the same thing. Like these guys just going over there in the Olympics and the rest of the other teams just showing up. They know they're going to lose, but just like Mexico, they sh- they just show up to take a picture with the team. And in this case, Argentina is the USA. And they have that sort of mental edge on everyone, and you comp- And it's ironic that the the that edge kind of the USA loses that edge in two thousand four. It's the only time the USA uh, I've seen in my life that the U- any sport in the US has like international pressure, because when they lost against Argentina in Athens. I don't, I don't know if you guys are basketball fans because I used to be too because I, I mean I was a big Yao Ming guy. I love that big um <laughs> uh, It's a uh, that's like the only time I've ever seen another team with that type of mentality. Like, oh, we show up and it's an obligation to win, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, I wanted to talk about Brazil. Yeah because because uh well one of the uh points uh I believe it was either Joel or John Jagu and one of the really the first podcast you guys had on here when it was still the Dos Acero. you guys uh you guys were talking about how I think it must have been after the first Chile Copa America win or the second one. And you guys were talking about how Brazil doesn't really have like those players anymore those uh those uh elite like like menacing uh, like it will imposing players like 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 uh Ronaldo Ronaldino, et cetera right
1: Wait, you know I, I made I made one comment on that. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the one you're referring to. I was going off of like a former player or a coach from seed, where he said that <clears throat> the club started focusing on developing players for the European game.
2: There you go. And That's how
1: they, they were and that they, and you could see like, see across the board the height. You could see the height, and you could see how much has improved and how how. But but yeah, you would see some of the some of these like. Like Robinho and Diego and they had other dudes that were pretty lanky, small, but really good with the ball, their feet. Now they got these like pretty huge. I think they balanced it out again. But I think for the what was it, 2014 when they had like Hulk and they had uh Adriano. Oscar. Awesome. Yeah, but... Oscar. They had this William Oscar, they had to. This i don't know suburban names all right,
2: all right that's all carry on carry on no i was, i, I that's exactly the point i was mentioning because everyone was even before the world cup started they were saying that even me I always had friends going back to back i never it's it's a uh, convenient for me to say on the podcast right but I, I even got money on it. I, I just thought they, their team is way too stacked. They got the best player in the world at mm-hmm. a very young age, and so on. But, but Brazil, they, their players right now, even Neymar, none of these guys soft. have that exactly soft. They don't have that it factor like the players of before, and it's so easy for the media and and for everyone to say. Oh, this guy's the leader, and this other guy's the leader, but it kind of seemed when they play like they all just kind of defer to Neymar and that guy. He's a secondary player. He's like a sidekick. He was he's always the Robin. Exactly. He's the Alexis Vega of Brazil. He's a Robin <laughs> without he, the nalgas, though. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just a complimentary piece. He, they're, they don't have that that that. Uh, that, those, like, like I said earlier, ex- those elite, like, all like, not all-time great, but, like, those difference makers, you know? Yeah. I think, like,
1: uh... I, I know what you mean. Like, Rivaldo was one of them when he, I think, he doesn't he cheat against Turkey. He fakes a fall or something like that. Gets gets I uh, I don't know if he gets a... get them a carded or a free kick.
2: The shithousery.
1: Ron...
0: And then somebody kicks a ball at the Turkish player and they get, I think that's like their second yellow and they get sent off or something like that. Yeah, I remember what happened in that match. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, dude, I look at this Brazil team and, you know, the, like they, they look like they were having fun. They look like they were gelling. And obviously that goal that they scored and the pigeon celebration after, like even the coach got into it. Like it looked like they were, you know, bringing back the the fun, the joy of of football, uh, a, a huge contrast to like the way Morocco was playing, and you know that's why I was kind of like excited for them to to make it a at least a semifinal appearance, and and um I do agree that like you have players that are just soft like Neymar, and you know Richardson who got like a tattoo of himself. And Neymar on his back. Like, who the fuck does that, bro? What kind I of girl, man? You would
1: do How? I, mean, I was hoping you would do that.
0: Nah, I would never do that. <laughs> who gets what a tattoo of
1: themselves? What if I did like the podcast? Uh, like, I'll put you on one side, on <laughs> one butt cheek, I'll put myself in the other.
0: It's like that guy that got a tattoo of Nico Castillo uh, when he was at Pumas, I think. And then he, he ends up leaving. Yeah. Here he comes to America. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, like, it, it's going to be a great final. I think both teams, you know, deserve to be there. And do you think any team, like, do you see, like, a, like a big favorite in this one? I think it's pretty even.
1: I do think... Uh... France is probably slightly favored.
0: Really? Is it because of the they're the champions?
1: I think they ha- and they haven't lost um you know just a couple little factors like that. You got Mbappé.
0: On Google it says <laughs> win probability 90 minutes 34% Argentina 35% France and then 31% extra time. Damn. We have uh, Habibi, see if he has any thoughts on the final. Habibi, welcome to the podcast.
4: Thank you, gentlemen. Hope you're having a great night. A uh, little correction, France did lose. They lost against Tunisia.
1: I didn't even watch that game. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even know Tunisia was in there.
4: No, I agree. They're slightly better, but yeah, uh, not a single team made it out of the group stage with uh, nine points. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah. and, and you know, I, I'm glad to see, I'm glad you bring that up because I've been talking about this, how, you know, it's not it's not about the gap culture or anything like that, but it's it's not as, as wide as we're led to believe, where you do see, you're seeing more of these results more often, and I hope that reflects more in the region, because now, you know, people will criticize Mexico for losing to to Honduras. And the same would happen to some of these bigger teams where you kind of see it happen. It's just that we don't see it often because we don't really play that often.
4: I mean, I also criticize Mexico losing to Honduras because the gaps are closing. as like a team like Morocco that has players here. In the top European leagues, and they have access to all these resources that Honduran players don't have.
1: But not I mean, always. The, the difference between they, the team that, between
4: Mexican players and Honduran players is still a huge gap.
1: No, but but the but see that's that's not just resources because I mean Uruguay doesn't have that many resources, you know. Um, so, but but I mean, you, even when you're talking about I have access to that. Honduras, at one point, did have a lot of players in Europe. And I I don't know if you've been listening to Maestros, and they had Chepo, and he's talking about when they faced Jamaica, and he was saying how a lot of those players were in England across all all their divisions.
0: Yeah, but you still can't lose to Jamaica, bro.
1: (laughs) You can lose to to them in
0: in, uh, Kingston, because they don't even cut the grass over there, but you can't be losing to, to Jamaica, bro.
1: They didn't no, lose, they tied, no. but but the, the point is, they're not teams that are going to lay down that have players that are very competitive uh, You give the them other... some,
0: some grass, some red stripe <laughs> I mean, they okay, don't have they... a strong <laughs> domestic league
4: uh, according to your argument Mexico it, has a better, stronger domestic league They so do There should be a bad difference
1: I mean, it, it is, but but see, there's the thing, you don't, you're not going to see it in one or two games, you see it in the long run. So so not being able to beat that team doesn't mean you suck. It means that in the long run, you're gonna be performing better, which is how you see Mexico doing good in all these other tournaments and being more consistent. But but we can't just use that and say, because of this, that means that we're always gonna steamroll over these opponents. So I just like the other thing to add is, how just how the sport has become very physical. So, if you have really good athletes, even if they're not that good at football, they're still they could still body you and keep you from playing your game. And that that also. Um,
2: if you guys watched that uh, that USA Netherlands game, that's a great uh, example of that physicality. Because those Dutch midfielders and center backs, they manhandled the those young kids from USA.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and this there's the other thing, where, and the, you see the US fans a bit delusional army of Mexico fans thinking that uh, with one or two changes it would have been, it would have been another story. It's like no, not really. <laughs> We would have seen probably the same, just to different players.
0: And people want Greg out, and I'm like, dude, like, what more do you want? But,
3: uh, hey, Hoyle, one of the things that you, you mentioned about, you know, obviously the, the common Mexican, you know, soccer fan being lied to. I, I've I've You know this. I've been saying that for a very long time about about especially the press uh, in, in Mexico, the sports press, because they they think that it's a zero-sum game, that – for example, they've always tried to use you know like games you know losses uh, against the U.S. or losses you know against Honduras is that their 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 improvement is our failure, mm-hmm. and they don't and they don't see it that that just because Honduras improves, just because Jamaica improves, just because the U.S. improves doesn't mean that that Mexico is regressing, and and that and that has always. That you know, like for example, and I still and I still remember you know watching those games like in the early '90s and 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 obviously in the late '90s and stuff like that and early two thousands where where you know you'd had people you know like and what you were saying, Holly, about you know you know teams like Jamaica, teams like Honduras, teams like those guys, those they used to have players a lot more players in Europe than Mexico did back then, w- w- even though you know even though some, you know, like they had them in like in the second division, or whatever, but. You know, that's one of the things that they were always criticizing, you know, like our own sports, you know, people like uh, broadcasters and stuff like that. Well, they got more players in Europe and blah, 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 blah. They're regret, you know, they're improving. Mexico is, is, is basically is is that a stalemate? And I've never and I never, never agreed with to that. Um, I personally, I have always said that mm-hmm. I, at least I'm a firm believer that one of the reasons why Mexico has made a deep run or has made, you know, a couple deep runs is because we've always lacked uh, stronger competition in the region. There's a reason why Argentina, Uruguay, Brazil have won the World Cup. There's a reason why, you know, uh, you know, Italy, Germany, England, those guys have won the World Cup because competition breeds competition. And I, and that's why I say, I don't, I don't see it as a zero sum game like, like the pundits in Mexico uh, and even now here in the U.S., where you know, like, mm-hmm. hey, if if so and so is improving, it's because we're uh, we're regressing. So I just wanted to add that you know to to hell you know to Hale's point. Yeah, so we also got to keep in mind that maximum players are
4: held to a higher standard. Sorry, I have an echo. Is that just me, or is that with you guys as well? Uh, I heard it. Okay, it's... let me try.
0: No, I think it's gone now.
4: Okay. Uh no, I was just saying they're just held to a higher standard because of uh, the Mexican player is spoiled. And what I mean by that, you have Mexican athletes in other sports that try and go to Pan American games and they have to raffle off their cars. They have to find ways to make money to go on these trips while the Mexican soccer athlete is given everything. Uh and I'm talking about professionals, the ones that represent the national team. Obviously the one in the lower league struggles well. So with, that's why the media holds them to that higher standard. Now, you were talking about Argentina, Brazil, and competition breeds competition, higher level. They haven't won the World Cup in a while either. I mean, the last one was Brazil, that 2002. But, I mean, it's been a minute. It's been like Europe dominance. And uh, Scolone, uh Argentina's coach, said the same thing. He said that the issue with South America is that they play Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, and then you always have – a country like Chile, Colombia, Ecuador yeah. that yeah. might step up to the plate. But he's like, we don't have much competition amongst ourselves. The Nations League has ruined it because of what's going on. You know, in Europe, you know, Spain might play Faroe Islands one time, but then they play Germany, Italy, France.
1: Mm-hmm. So
4: they're in constant high competition.
1: But, but so but one thing second.
4: that CONCACAF and CONMEBOL need to do is they kind of gotta come together. Someone was mentioning the idea of Making it like one big confederation and having the nations league amongst Coleman Boyle and CONCACAF, uh, you know, with top tier teams facing each other and stuff like that, it sounds far fetched. But if you want to improve the competition, that's a way to go for it. And then, uh, South America also gets access to all the money involved with uh, the U.S. and Mexico that comes in through the U.S.
3: Honestly, I, 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 I don't think that would be a good idea. In terms of CONCACAF and CONMEBOL joining, I think it'd be it's it's CONMEBOL with just the North American uh, Confederation, or the, 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 uh, you know, the Canada, the U.S. And, and, and Mexico. Because what what's going to happen if that if that you know happens, what you're proposing of entire Canada? Imagine imagine what the small minnow federations do to Mexico. They outvote us you know, the Jamaicas, the Trinidad and Tobagos, the Dominicans, you know, those, you know, those federations. Mexico's powerless and has been powerless for the past 20 years in CONCACAF. I mean, that's why, that's why back in 2011, you know, uh, was it a blazer and and, and Jack Warner said, "Uh uh-uh, you're not sending your A-team to to the Copa America. You're going to send your Mm B-team and stuff like that. So if you sent, if you had all those 38, 39, you know, small little minnow countries, they would start to outvote, uh, uh, um, they would start to, to to basically vote in their favor and against Brazil, against Argentina. They would they would they would they wouldn't they, would, they would now have instead of having one cash cow which is Mexico, they would have you know a couple more cash cows. They would have Brazil and they would have Argentina.
4: Well, I mean that's where you would like overhaul the system. You know something like with the U.S. and uh, where the, depending on the population of the state, and you get like so many representatives, where the case might be. Obviously, they would need to overhaul it where uh, Brazil doesn't have the same um, voting power as uh, Cayman Islands, for example. But what I was talking about, the three top three countries can't leave because, like how you just mentioned, all the smaller countries that have all their higher votes, they will never allow Canada, U.S., and Mexico to leave. But what I was thinking is that Nations League, like level A, you have your Brazil, Argentina, Uruguay, Chile, Colombia, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, level B, you're looking like a Jamaica, Bolivia, Venezuela, Costa Rica, Honduras. Like they're kind of the same level. And then level C, if there is such a thing, Caribbeans. and you have all the all the Caribbeans.
0: Yeah,
4: You can make it
3: work with everyone involved. I wouldn't even enjoy. I wouldn't even include the Caribbean, to be honest.
0: <laughs> well,
3: I mean, they're not going to let us well, leave. I mean, everyone, they'll be screwed. I- I mean that, that's that's why I mean at one point you're going to have to just say you know hey guys bye kind of you know kind of do what what Australia did and 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 get you know and leave you know uh, what Cari- is it the O S
0: yeah the Caribbean can join the Oceania. they can they-, <laughs> they can be their own
3: thing but like I'm saying I mean I, I, that's on that's why I've always said that one of the reasons why you know Mexico is where it is is because they never had you know competition around and and obviously back back in the day. The U.S. didn't really care as a nation about soccer. Now they do. And and and, and like I said, I, I you know I don't I don't you know, it doesn't hurt the ego, uh, at least for me when you know U.S. beats Mexico or an MLS team beats Mexico, you know a Mexican team. I think that in in the, in the long run and, and and you know thinking in long terms, having them improve only benefits benefits uh, you know soccer in Mexico but uh, i you know i guess the uh, the uh, you know wishful thinking for me the pipe dream is always is, is always going to be to basically if not join you know Cone Bowl, at least participate in all their tournaments because that's the only that's the, that's for me that's the only way that mexico is going to get better I, I don't think sending i don't think sending players to to europe is the answer because every team, you know, there's Ghana. What you know, there's so many teams that have basically their roster, or, or they're like all their roster, or half of their roster playing in, in in Europe, and what they don't even make it out of the group stages. I just, I, I just think that you know, your our players need to be day in day out playing. You know, Copa Libertadores, Copa Sudamericana, Copa America. And, 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 and obviously I I don't think this is ever going to happen, but you know, you, you are, I don't remember if it was yours, but someone here talked about, um, you know, the, the players not having competition. And part of that, you know, part of that is because the South American player doesn't value their own, their own tournaments or their own leagues anymore, because they're all, you know, they're all focused on Europe and 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 that's why i think that you know that's where mexico canada and the us their resources their money i think i think that you know could not necessarily take eyes away from from europe but they could help bring the you know bring our football better but i mean obviously i think i i i mean i'm hoping i'm hoping that the 20 that the world cup you know in 26 uh, what is it in uh next next 4 years in 20 uh 2026 and i'm hoping that uh you know uh, argentina uruguay chile i hope that they get the world cup in in, in uh, 30 in in, thir- in 30
0: it's going back to the Ooh, middle that east would be nice what's that it's going back to the middle east in 30 it's going to go to saudi arabia
3: well, from what I read, from what I read, or Morocco, China wants to, from what yeah, from what I read, China, China wants to make a bid for for the night for the for the thirty.
0: Oh, China! No, my miss. No,
3: my miss. They, they still have like quarantine protocols going on. They can't handle it. Well, I'm hoping, but like I said, I just, I just, I just want the balance. But does any does anyone
0: know? have the infrastructure to host it in South America? I don't think so.
3: Oh, they do. They, Argentina can if they if. If from what I was reading that you know there's a possibility that both that Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile and, and Argentina Uruguay is hella small.
1: <laughs> but but FIFA's know, know, gonna, gonna look the other way when it comes with stadium their stadium policies. There's no way these countries are gonna be building brand new stadiums. They might know, but they might upgrade some of their old stuff, but they're not they're not doing like what Brazil did where they have like a stadium in the jungle where you could rent it out for quinceaneras It's <laughs> it's not lying, dude. I would rent one. Of, I would rent one for Nepe Cascarita right there, man. Um, and like they were using one for buses, like a bus depot. Huh?
3: No, I'm just saying that a World Cup, you know, for the like for you know 2030, having it in those four nations, they they have they would have the infrastructure. And, and honestly, I, I I would love for it to be over
0: there. I don't I think yeah, it's, you know, you know. I don't think it's going to South America, dude.
4: And I just agree with that. Man, I'm tired of all these multiple uh, countries doing a bit. Like the whole point is like making a World Cup, making it easier on the fans. Now like you got, if you don't catch some games, you gotta to travel to two, three different countries. Like there's one thing I have liked about Qatar. Obviously I haven't been there, but from is the experience like you know, you could pretty much like be like within an hour's trip. Uh, well,
1: that was I Germany.
3: Remember. Uh remember remember our times in Germany?
1: Uh... uh yes. That was yeah, that was Germany and pretty sure France was the same. Um <clears throat> Spain, some of the smaller countries, but I, I don't think we're gonna see that anymore. Uh there, it's gonna be difficult just because people gets a gets a slice of pretty much of all the pies.
0: Well you've seen yeah. you've seen like uh what what set Blatter tried to do is he tried he really wanted to bring the sport to every like you know continent. He did it with bringing it to South Africa, and obviously he he had it. He wanted to bring it to you know the Middle East, and he did. So from from this point on, it's like who knows where it will go to after the United States, but I don't think it's gonna go to Europe. I think it's gonna go to Asia, Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica. I think it could go back to Japan, honestly.
2: How, how about Malaysia?
0: Yeah, I, I could see it going to like they got a lot of cash. Yeah.
4: Singapore, something like that.
0: Korea, or I don't know. But for the
3: centennial, it has to it it has to go back to to the uh, Uruai. It has to go back, you know, to 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 Uruwai and stuff like that. But oh I shit. Mean,
0: that was the first World Cup, huh? Nineteen thirty. Damn. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why. That's why.
4: I don't think people gives it. a fuck. Dude. <laughs> Wait, was it hosted in Uruguay or did
3: Uruguay win it? No,
1: no, both. no both.
3: <laughs> both. Both. They hosted it and they won it. And the Man. final. The, the final was uh, Uruguay uh, Argentina. That's
4: gonna so, be rough. Because have you seen Uruguay's first division stadiums? Uh, <laughs> Liga Mexico, they got mega second division, expansion, but, whatever. They no, they only won. have.
1: To, yeah, they only yeah. have two.
3: Yeah, Uru, uh, Uru uh, Montevideo really only has two stadiums that, that could that would have the capacity to to uh how many
0: teams went to that World Cup? Like eight? <laughs> the nineteen thirty it was like a small World Cup, right?
1: Yeah, it
3: was a small world it was a small world cup. Um but that's that's why they want that's why they wanted uh you know Paraguay. Um yeah, Paraguay, Uruguay I think uh, not all not all the South American teams went to to there. I think it was just what Peru,
0: Argentina, Belgium, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, France, yes, Mexico, Paraguay, Peru, Romania, United States, Uruguay, and Yugoslavia.
2: What about a a possible Dutch World Cup? They've talked about it. They've talked about
3: they've talked uh, with uh you know the Netherlands uh, teaming up with Belgium, uh, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But for the thirty, I like I said,
0: Euro. But I don't know for a World Cup.
3: So the centennial, you know, like I said, for the centennial, you know, I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping that it goes to the southern, you know, the southern cone over there in in in, uh, in South America, but.
0: I would like yeah. to see Colombia host it. They never got a chance to because of, you know, what happened in their country, but it was supposed to go to Colombia in and 86. In 86. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and you know what happened?
0: Uh, Jaime? What's that?
3: Uh, when they were awarded the World Cup, they they were they they basically they bid on it considering that it was going to be a 16 team tournament. Oh. And then FIFA basically said no. Now it's going to be 24.
0: Oh.
3: Okay. So then, so then they said, you know, the Mexican, the Colombian president said, no, we can't do it. Uh. So then they they basically, you know, they walked back, and then, uh, the U.S., Canada, and Mexico they put in their bids, and I think I think uh I'm, I think I, I want to say Tunisia or One of the like northern African countries, the only state mistaken, also wanted to host it, uh, the 86. So they they didn't, you know, at the end it was it was uh, it was uh it was Canada, the US, and Mexico. Uh, Canada had to withdraw because they didn't have the proper stadiums, <laughs> but then it was just between the Mexico, between the Mexican uh, federation and the US federation and the reason mexico got it over the us is in um because Seth blatter was basically c- concerned that they were not going to be able to Hey, get... It was Joe Avalanche, I
1: believe. I no, like no, Seb no. Blatter no, was wrong ladies <laughs> <said> he, <laughs> the
3: No, no. No, Seb Blatter see, he wasn't the president but he was he was it, it, within FIFA, right? Uh,
1: okay,
3: yeah, yeah. All of this, all of this is actually in, in Juan dosal uh, Juan dosal's book, and he basically says that I don't want. In fact, he says I don't want to go to Joe Robbie Stadium, and, and 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 be worried that I'm not going to be able to get the 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 sponsorships off the off of that stadium because because and, and that's really why Mexico was able to get the eighty six okay. World Cup because because not only did the Mexican Federation president uh, commit but also the Mexican, you know, the, the Mexico's president at that time gave FIFA the assurances that whatever what you know whatever stadium you guys want to use, you guys will be able to to to, to have all but, the spots.
1: But don't they didn't
3: that happen in ninety four though? No, no, that actually was going to happen in 20... In, in 20 in, in, no, no, no. In- I'm saying when
1: they when they eventually get the World Cup. In they,
3: eventually, they, they gave it to the U.S. under the condition that they had to have a professional league. So they, that's why they started uh, MLS.
1: No, know. no, but, but I'm saying the stadium. What's that? Okay, because there was fuckery involved. And, no, no, and no. They, they had a league in 86. They had... North American Soccer League. No, no by
3: that time I mean, it was already. By that time it was already defunct. No, it,
1: no, it was still there, dude. I mean, by by the the negotiation was like a year or two before. So they needed they needed to land it, to to to, to keep it for and then promote it during the World Cup. So yeah. once they yeah. once they lose the bid, they lost any other sponsors or TV deals, and that's when they're. Their league folded.
0: It folded but, in 1985. It was founded in
1: 1967.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, so it, like I said, the, the NSO, I didn't re- I thought I I knew that it that it, it folded before the 86 World Cup. But
1: yeah, but they needed they needed it. They needed the World Cup to tie it to TV, which happened. Um uh, if you if you read the Madre with like Chuck Blazer and Chuck Warner. Yeah, and yeah. uh And Warner actually saved MLS because he got, they weren't, I think they were going to get TV deals and he made it so that what, I think ESPN or I don't know who, they were going to get the, he packaged it, you know, like if you're going to get the World Cup uh, rights, you have to, you have to get MLS. Yeah.
0: But but, but but they said right. that I, they, I uh, 1982 they, they Colombia said that they could not afford to host the World Cup.
3: Yeah, they, 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 but, they yeah, but, but, because they expanded. They expanded the teams, and they didn't have the money to to, but, to
1: make. The the other there, the other guy could have probably funded it himself. Uh, um, Pablo, <laughs> tio, Pablo could have hosted it in his backyard. No, I was gonna add really quick because uh, this that, is from the uh, World Cup. Well, just really quick, round there's a book called "They Stole the Game," and it's David Yallop, and I don't know if they're gonna talk about this in the documentary that that's on Netflix. But he talks about the U.S. sent Henry Kissinger to negotiate, and he said, "So while they're negotiating with FIFA, Avalanche was already meeting with the Mechs in the back. They just they were just letting him present just just for formalities." And this guy was already doing the deal because just the fact that Mex had already hosted, not not so...
0: It you says know, uh, in, in the, the <laughs> Americans pointed out that Mexico had the influence of two seats on the 22-person executive committee and yeah. that the Televisa network had ties with uh, Javilan. Yes,
3: but, but here's the, that's what I'm saying. That Mexico was able to get it because... Because Mexican, both the federation and the government gave FIFA the assurances. That hey, by assurances,
1: do you mean Manila envelopes?
4: Hey, I mean to be honest, it's really matter. You get stuff by having connections, networking. Yeah. At that moment, Mexico yeah. had better connections, better networking. Uh, I mean, it's in the past. Look at Qatar; they got this World Cup because they had better connections, better networking, better money to put in the right people's pockets. I mean, that's yeah. how every seat's pretty much chosen. No, it's true. I mean, what? But like I was saying with that conquer cap, call my boys thing. I mean, if France does win this World Cup, uh, you know, they gotta get together because that's what five World Cups where Europe takes it.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I do think they benefit from having, you know, it's all that oil money and and they have been taking away all the top talent from south america because what would the argentina and brazilian leagues be if they had all their best players in their home you know and 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 what would the uh, what would the libertadores be with those teams
3: I mean, well I mean we talk about it. We, we, we yeah. remember the the Libertadores from the nine from the nineties, man. They were fantastic. Even the early two thousands they were fantastic.
1: Well yeah, and, mean, and these teams yeah. would go to Europe and they would whoop these teams as these these teams like these, these like Man City and and even Barcelona's they're fairly re- new and it's it's all the oil money where it's it's you know, it's exaggerated amounts of money and, and they built these super teams but It could eventually burst, you know. And And that's
4: why I think that you get together. Because imagine like Libertadores with the marketing and influence of the U.S. and everything that Mexico has as well. That can be, it's hand in hand. It's like you guys have the tournaments, you have the talent, you have all these players. We have like the money in the region. It goes hand in hand.
3: I was looking at the eighty six at the eighty six roster, right? LAFC Argentina.
4: versus River Plate, Boca Juniors versus America, and it's like consistently going on. Everybody benefits.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's, that's uh, my was, dream check, right there. Check, check this out. I
3: was looking at the Argentina's uh, uh, World Cup uh, roster in eighty six. Right, they had basically had uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players. Seven players playing... Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Six players playing in Europe, one playing in Mexico, and the rest, and the rest all in Argentina.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: Things were different her. back then, we, though.
4: We have we're globalized now. You can't go back to that. It's the same thing. Would those players want to stay in Argentina? Yes. Yeah, like if the money I'm is Mexico. there, yes.
3: yes. The if, if, if the money is there, yes. I... Uh, I, I I'd have to find the video, but uh, there was this Argentine uh, Uruguayan player, uh, Uruguayan player that was defending the, the the Mexican players in terms of you know because you know obviously the Mexican players always get criticized that oh they don't leave their comfort zone and blah 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 blah, right? And they were asking the Uruguayan player that he played he played for Pumas, and then and then the guys like you know talking to the reporters like well where would the Mexican player go? I said there's only really a few leagues that the Mexican player should go to. But the thing about it is, do you think I wanted, it's like, do you think I really wanted to leave Uruguay? Leave my family, leave my school, you know, leave, you know, all this and this and that. So, I mean, honestly, if, 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 if vulnerable could get their act together and they could start paying money, like, you know, like, you know, the type of money that they're paying over there in Europe or even close to it. I think that I think that we could. I think that theoretically they they could go back to those type of, those type of uh, instances where at least half of the players are playing domestically. I mean, it won't happen because the, the amount
4: of money. You also got to. The country itself. Like you can't compare, like you know, Argentina players saying that. Uh, the parts they grew up in Buenos Aires or whatever so dangerous that if they did not become pro they'd be drug dealers or dead compared to like you know the Netherlands, Germany those kind of countries there's a reason why they can afford more it's because they're more developed as a nation so they have excess of money that they can transfer over to other things like entertainment and sports but that's why I think if they can if the US and Mexico can build some bonds They're not going to get money like Europe, but they can definitely get enough where it makes it entertaining for more players to stay, for more players to stay. You know what? I'm not going to be able to stay in Uruguay, but I am going to be able to uh, go to the U.S., go to Mexico, and still play Libertadores, still play Sudamericana, still be somewhat close to home. But the same thing, we can't compare the roster of 86 to now because the world has become so globalized. Uh, it's like immigration. I mean, you think Mexicans that immigrate to the U.S. want to do it because they want to leave their comfort zone and they want to challenge? No, yes, yes. Not but, but,
1: but the roster compensation
4: will be available back home. They will stay home. No one will leave wait, their home country if they have the resources available to them.
1: But, but, you know, the whole thing with comparing rosters is to pinpoint that you don't need to go to Europe to have, you know, to be very competitive. Like you you could do it just being at home and and we could argue these national teams were way more competitive when their players were closer together than now when they're but I don't think those <laughs> tournaments were as
0: prestigious as they are now. Like Champions League is considered the best, you know, pre- you know tournament in the world after the World Cup. And and back then I don't think the you know those type of tournaments were as prestigious as they are now.
2: Wait, hold up. I, I wanna I wanna say something about that what you just mentioned. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I've heard uh, it's not only you that has that opinion. That, uh, that uh, before you've mentioned that uh, Mexico's like gold, not uh, the best. Their best results happened when they were playing in yeah. Mexico. Yeah, and say,
1: Mexican coaches.
2: Yeah, would you say that that it was because they were playing with Mexico? I mean, they're playing all together in Mexico, or is it maybe those players are better than the ones that are that are in Mexico now? Because if we compare no. those teams, those Mexican teams to the current Mexican teams, I would say those teams are way more talented than the Mexican team than the Mexican teams we have right now.
1: With Was this current one? It wasn't that far off. It wasn't really. It wasn't like really that far off from previous teams, because even if you see how many points they did, like, Mex teams have done that type of performance and advanced. Uh, you know, it's just unlucky. Where in, in other instances they've been a bit more fortunate. Like if Messi puts that PK, Mexico goes through. And nobody would have been saying much. They would have achieved exactly the same. Uh, I do think there's, I, I do agree there was like, um, I don't know if it's a bit more talent, but maybe more of that grit. You guys were talking about that type of factor or like those type of players that are like more, you know, um, just have more like, I, I don't know the word, oh, maybe. Man. Yeah. You always You always. <laughs> you always, <laughs> you always well. Ricardo
4: Osorio and Pavel Pardo going, Germany, have, hope going to Germany still helping sugar win Bundesliga.
1: I well, yeah, There yeah,
4: any really, Mexican really, players in Liga Mekis right now that you think could go to Germany and have that kind of influence in the Bundesliga.
1: Hey, I don't. You know what? No, but I, I think that's because there's less now. There's less players now. And, well, and, and, I, I and think I like
4: it's because he's right. I think the players before were better because there was less foreigners. So the amount of, the quality of foreigners in Liga Mekis were better. So it made you raise your game. So in well, order to win that starting spot, you had to be a lot better. I just feel like and and then you also include like no relegation promotion, uh, you know Yeah, well, well more playing time.
1: Well, yeah, ultimately more playing time in, and I noticed that because I, I would I was I was staying when I went to Argentina, I was staying like really close to the Huracan Stadium. I was like four or five blocks from Huracan Stadium. They were in second division and I went a few times to watch games. Dude, they were so boring, man. They <laughs> it sucked, dude. I I'm not I saying it to talk shit. Um but this team ended up this same team, they eventually got promotion and then ended up doing good in one of the South American Cups. They are that team that the bus flipped. I don't know if you guys remember the news. I don't know what country they were in, and the bus flipped over. Um and so the squad is like nothing special to it, man. Their stadium looks run down. It's it's pretty bad. But it's like, if you have a group of players and you could just keep playing them day in, day out, eventually they're gonna get better. And so I think that that's what's missing in MEX. Players don't have that. You have like one season or two, and then they boot you out and they bring in another batch. And then they repeat the same cycle and the players that are like really good, it's just it's keeps shrinking because it's not that many. And I think that's what happened this World Cup. There just wasn't that many players <clears throat> to make the team more more um, competitive than it, we believe it should be.
2: On the side note to that, Joel. Yeah. Um. You guys are gonna are gonna talk shit to me about this but whenever you mention that there's only one team in mexico that supposedly only plays with mexican players right And yeah. willing or not they have not they signed they didn't willing or not they signed up to this man they have an obligation to to produce mexican players and they don't so i give them like a thirty sh- percent uh, share uh a <laughs> yeah,
1: stake. Wow. you know, I'm gonna mention Uruguay because look at that league, dude. It's it's mostly two teams, right? Maybe three. The Peñarol yeah. and um, Nacional. That's no, it no, dude. No for
2: Boston River. Hey, hoel, hey, hoel. No. <laughs>
1: <Joel. laughs> yeah.
2: The, the, yeah. You know, the comment
3: the comment that he made about Chi you know, Chivas, you know, playing with all Mexicans and not really developing <laughs> players. I've been telling you that for twenty I've been telling you that for almost twenty years. Going you know, back back in the, in the form. That but how is it how is it that a team that plays with all Mexicans yet Cruz Azul, Pumas America produce better offensive players? And I always told you it's because because of because competition breeds competition, because it's much harder for like let's say a Carlos Hermosillo to to basically break the ranks. And, and, and get a starting position in, in America or in Cruz Azul than it is f- like for for a a what's his name a, a, an Omar Bravo uh, um, Omar bravo to break you know break ranks and, and get it on to the first team. No. So that that's that, that's why I, I I've been telling you that for so long is that competition breeds competition. And that's one of the reasons why Chivas hasn't developed the players that they should in theory.
4: Yeah, but that's one side of the coin. The other side is that, okay, so Hermosillo, whoever, all these other teams, they are developing great Mexican players. And then US Chivas, all right, well, I need competition. I can't have my own institution depend on youth to, like, break out and, like, take us to the top. So I'm going to go buy some of these better Mexican players to come make them better and breed that competition. The problem is you can't afford them or you're being yeah you just can't afford them whether you're being overcharged or not you cannot afford them so whether that's a chivas problem an a Maori problem or they problem it's at the end of the day it's still a problem uh, that's a poor that's
0: people's no problem meat. and they that's why we need a bigger <laughs> owner with bigger pockets,
1: <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly.
2: smells like bigger pockets. It, not it smells <laughs> like here broken broke. here it smells like broken here <laughs> you, you you guys are the ones saying that you're the most Mexican. So, willing or not, you guys signed up to this, man. Well, Don't blame I, the I other teams. I agree
4: with you, but I'm saying there's two there's two sides to that problem. One is that you're just depending on young guys who, who do not have that competition with guys who are way better than them. So, that's why you see guys like Iba, Iba Sepulveda, who's considered like a great center back for Chivas when he's not. Because he doesn't have, like let's say... A prime Moreno or a Prime, <laughs> other Mexican defense, Prime Salcedo, uh, you know, competing against them to win that spot, so it's easier for him to get that spot. But well, well, you they know, they can bring in those players because they don't have the money.
1: What well, well, this is, uh, this is where it's with the then money. What's <laughs> 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 your broke ass? <laughs> God damn, you know, and and that's true. That 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 is that was Chivas for a long time. I think a lot of people have bought into the whole most popular and and they equate all these other things because and of this whole popularity. Oil. No, no, but more with popularity because you, as the average fan, and they <laughs> think because of that, Chivas has all this money because of ticket sales, jersey, and, and all this. And it doesn't work that way that they think it does. Um, but historically, yeah, Chivas hasn't had that much money. I mean, they never had their own stadium. They were
3: not. No no no, 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 no. That's not true, Joel. That's oh, not true. Cool. Call them okay. out on cool. it. No, they were. They were the first. They were the first team in Mexico to ha- to have. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. Outside of outside of uh, uh, España and Asturias, they were basically <clears> the first team to have a casa. You know, a, a casa club. They had the, the, one of the first teams in Mexico to have what do you call it, the youth academies, to have actual, you know, a, a complex. What uh, youth to academy.
1: Man. Okay, but I'm, back, I'm back, back need in, receipts, Ron. I'm need receipts on that, Ron. Back back in, back in back in back in
3: the '90s when they had when Promotora t- you know took over the finances, and, the guy. And was, did was, they in, just... Tarvinas, Tarvinas was saying, and, and he said it. He said it in Football Picante a couple years back you know he said that back back then you guys that GS had and we're talking about in the 90s dude when the when the dollar and the peso was with 3 to 1 okay he said that they had uh 25, $25 million $ 25 uh uh 25 million uh, um that's that's what they had for the roster and how many players how many how many players how many players are are on a roster it's usually around 6 6 uh 16 to to 18 right so they were paying a shitload of money back then, you know. Chivas, Chivas it technically, is it, it, on paper, they should be one of the richest teams in Mexico. And especially back in the 90s and, and, and the 2000s, because, I mean, oh. they had, they, they're one of the most popular, t- uh, you know, uh, if not, you know, they're always one and two with America. On top of that, the TV deals, they also had independent deals in the U.S. Okay, not, not at that time. Not all, you know, many teams in the U, uh, like uh, LiMAX teams, had deals in the well, U.S. Right. Like You're
1: throwing a lot of things into that bag, though. We we have to like dial it back because But we, we can I We can we, mix. I even I even told no. you, I even told you
3: I even told you this, and you and you blew me off back then when when she no. when, when Vergara bought the team. What did I tell you? He basically. He he basically <laughs> paid uh, paid the socios with their own money. It's kind of brilliant if you think about it what he did.
1: because was even he... brilliant for the socios, Ron, because they were not going like, to be able to keep that money. Okay. And, okay. and look, Ron, I, I, Ron you you you're embellishing there a bit, but you you added a bunch of stuff. So it's, dude, come on, we we <laughs> got like a whole <laughs> podcast worth <laughs> of material there. Well, well first 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 I'm, I'm, we have to say. Chivas was owned by socios, so the money was on the socios, not on the club.
3: Okay, yes, there was there was over two hundred socios. You know, uh, and uh, so I mean that's
1: yeah, that's one thing. So, but I mean, if you saw it as just (laughs) a club individual, it just didn't have. So yeah, because the socios, of course, they they had stuff that they were gonna use, like the casa club and and whatever was like it wasn't exactly for the players. (laughs) maybe <laughs> for the fans either
3: so, so basically what happened is so what happened was that he basically got a faction of of, of socios saying hey I want to buy the club from you so they basically said okay and then but he didn't have the money so basically what... if you if you, a, you know Chivas used to be a non-profit a, 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 an association right so Vergara very sneakily he basically started that that company Chivas de Corazon, okay, and that's and that's what and that's what the, the whole legal battles and now they even went to court three times and 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 Me Chivas lost. and the yeah and the original Chivas <laughs> the original Chivas won all three times. Yeah.
1: just voted uh, in a put, put the Vergara's favor.
3: But but so that's what I'm saying is Chivas has no excuse. They, technically, they
1: should be a team loaded
3: but um, unfortunately, no, they, 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 they've been mismanaged.
1: Yep. No, they they have been mismanaged, but the money's never really been there because... It has, so But Hold on, Luke, Luke, I'll tell you, because Promotora, Promotora, right, they took over the team for 10 years. Yes. They only held on to it for nine. And then the socios that were part of all of that, they were just looking for other people to take over the club. They're the ones that were looking for someone to sell. So it's not like Vergara. Vergara was kind of in the market. He had already um, he had already sponsored Atlas. So you could uh-huh. see the only life uh, the year before that he owned Chivas. was he, he. could see the only life on the Atlas shirt. So he he eventually gets offered the club and he takes it, and you're right you use the money to pay them. But see, these guys were gonna have to take. If they would have been at the club, they were going to have to reinvest it. Or else this club was going belly side up. So now they were able to keep that money and just squander it, which it however they wanted. But see, this is how bad, like how much Chivas was bleeding, that Vergara ultimately needed, needed help financing the team, which is part of how um, Angelica came into the picture and got to own like 49% of the club. She put money. Because this dude was losing a lot of money,
2: and now they don't pay their taxes, right? And he was <laughs> he was sending
0: players to Colombia. That's that's why we well, lost he, a lot he, of money. He, 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 he,
2: here's, the, here's
3: another interesting fact about this. Okay, so originally, like the installations that she what is it? The the Valle Verde? I forget the name of it because they they used to have three of them, three or four of them installations, right? The one that was sold for for like over a hundred million. Uh, dollars. Uh, in fact, at the time, I think that that uh, what's her name? Uh, what's I forget her name. Vicente Fox's wife. Uh, I forget her name, yeah. but apparently, I, I think she was also involved in that in that deal somehow. But but the thing is, that property technically belonged to Chivas. Chivas. Uh, what well, you know, Club Deportivo Chivas. You know the the association the, the nonprofit, right? Yeah technically so, by te- so technically they owned it by, but by and I was, remember I was, I was even reading the laws in Jalisco you know, that that technically what happens is when it when a nonprofit basically sells its assets the all all debts the the, the, the technically the owners don't keep the money all debts they basically you know they, they get they get, they get the balance sheet what are the assets how much you know and, and all the debts have to be paid and then whatever money is left over basically goes to the state. So you don't really so you don't keep it. Well, but I gotta kept it. You know?
1: And that and that's what <laughs> that I'm saying. Is like... <laughs> well, you know, you know what? I think this is good segue into the into the leaks. And they and when they showed one of the they show like a list, right, of like money that is like, well how did it say? Well, you uh, so, said Chivas. Chivas have three names in that list. Sorry, so
3: we're so we talking about Chivas, but it, it you know, it, it's just these guys have a private chat in Chivas, and they don't invite me.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they just, don't want to hear the truth.
3: No, no, they don't. Uh, do you... They have a they have a private chat. and <laughs> <anybody's>, <laughs> they're, they're there there
1: and,
3: and, and they don't invite me. And I
1: was like, hey, i just, 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 just she to look, The, the
4: managed. They have been managed completely. But yeah, also, since like, like the 70s
1: or look, 60s. Google, Google uh, OmniLive
4: financial statements, and it's like uh, provided by the SEC with the US government for what they have registered in here. OmniLive has no money. Like, I live in the Midwest. I'll tell you one thing. I, Growing up my whole life, I've always heard of Herbalife. <laughs> heard of the Herbalife memes. Not once have I ever heard someone OmniLife. You know, even on Facebook, people like message I've never people, even seen an OmniLife product. So I don't know no. where OmniLife is popular, but it's not popular in the Midwest. So my theory is that they've been milking money from Chivas to keep uh only life of health
3: to keep around I, I I've been t i in fact this is back this this must have been around two thousand five two thousand four two thousand three or two thousand four no around two thousand four I was I was in Houston and I was driving uh, I wanna say it was down the Gulf Freeway forty five and only life that was the very first time I had seen only life uh, in the US but the it was like a, it was just like a vacant store, and for the life of me, like the very first time that I remember seeing Only Life was when Atlas had, had the uh, had it on their jersey, right? And then and then I saw I saw like a little you know like I said I saw it down on the freeway over there, but it was empty. And they're like they didn't sell anything. So I always wondered how the hell, what the hell is Only Life, and how do they even make money?
2: The Shell company. Yeah, I always thought they were like the Avon. Like Yeah, the ladies, that sell soap. Oh. So, I mean, we could, we, you know, you know, maybe if
3: Hoya invites into that, you know, private chat, we can, we can do some investigative work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so
4: it's a shell company, it's a pyramid scheme, and they're taking money from Chivas to keep their Vergara's lifestyle and keep the owning life image. But if you look at their finances that they have provided to the U.S., it's not a big company. Like you're like, there's no way, like these guys have the money they claim to have from Only Life. They're having this money from Chivas, and they're pocketing a lot of money to the side,
2: which just saying they're poor. Yeah. This kind of reminds me of... Have, have, have you guys seen that movie, The Founder? Yep. That guy that steals McDonald's? Yeah,
1: yeah
2: that's yeah. a great movie. <laughs> Good movie. That a Vergara is that guy, and he stole uh Chivas from
0: like the original <laughs> owners. That's what happened. They did a handshake oh, deal did. and and uh, never got paid for it. Yeah,
2: that's what
3: happened, man. I remember. I remember, I remember when uh, every now and then I'll I'll, I'll send uh, Joel a uh, a screenshot of the uh, Football Total
0: cover sheet of Proyecto Chivas. I have that copy. <laughs>
3: And I was like, hey, what, what's going on? Because, I mean, it was supposed to be a university. It was supposed to be a Palenque. It was
1: supposed to
3: <laughs> was supposed to. <laughs> I remember Hoyle was talking about oh, going to go there on vacation in Guadalajara. <laughs> spend time over there in
1: Palenque. So...
0: <laughs> yeah, wey. Ya, Gonzalo.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ya, ya, <laughs>
2: Damn, holes getting exposed on here, man.
1: <laughs>
2: well, what, what, what gives you guys the world to keep watching, to keep rooting for this team, man? It's such a
1: the xenophobia, <laughs> man. Xenophobia.
2: <laughs> I mean, I respect the xenophobia and the racism, but you guys just suck. <laughs>
1: is the same way as watching
4: the Mexican national team man you just got a little hope that one day things are going to turn around and then you know they'll give you a Copa Mackies win they'll give you a Liga Mackies win every 10 years just like how mexico give you like salieron de los uh, indios win, los brasileños and a good salieron de la selva and, uh, pero
0: nosotros los argentinos
4: llegamos de los barcos y eran barcos yeah, que venían de so allí de europa <sighs>
0: All right guys, I got to call it a night. Yeah, we are oh, we're over time, but I do want to get your last your yeah. prediction before you ha- you leave. You, are, yeah. you want you Argentina?
3: Yep, I want them to win it.
0: Third place, do you care? Croatia Morocco?
3: Nah, I don't care about that.
0: <laughs> Ricardo
3: I, I, Honestly, honestly I think it's a game that shouldn't even be played. I agree. I, at that point, <laughs> at that point why why risk an injury? For a, for a game that's for really meaningful, for the
0: glory, man, for the glory that's of a, your country, I, I, I guarantee. I would of... I would shit my pants if Michael got to a, a third place match, bro. That's mm-hmm. it's respectable. Look, in the Olympics, yes,
3: because bronze means something. But in 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 FIFA, in World Cup, third place doesn't mean anything. You know, I, I just think I just think I, I mean if I if I'm if I'm a club owner or, you know, even, you know, a coach and stuff like that. It's like, why would I want one of my players, you know, risking injury on a game that really means absolutely nothing?
0: Yeah. But but, I mean, there's, there's sentiment to the match. Um, especially like you look at Croatia and Morocco, not the, you know, not powerhouses. Like they can take that back, back home and be legends forever, man.
3: Sure. But, uh, All right, guys.
0: You have a good one. All right, man. Thanks for hopping on. Good
2: night.
0: Ricardo, uh, who you got for the final?
2: Well, let let me just start off by saying I really enjoyed this. The Chivas hit, man. it, It... if someone could find a way to, like, bottle this feeling I get whenever Chivas gets hated on and sell it, oh, man.
1: <laughs>
2: whenever Chivas in USA loses, oh, man, I get a little – I'm not even going to lie. I get a little grin on my face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think France – France 2-0, man. I think they wage – they're just too stacked, and I think – I think Argentina kind of had it a little bit easy getting to the final. So, yeah, France. Habibi. Hey, man. It's,
4: uh, I want France to win. Uh, all these Mexicans supporting Argentina, I don't get it.
0: Shame on you know, them. growing right.
4: up watching Chivas and Libertadores, watching Mexico and Copa America, always hearing all the hate. From Argentinos towards Mexicans, there's even a viral video on tech, TikTok. Some Argentinos <laughs> saying he wishes all Mexicans would die. Like I, I got no beef with Messi. I don't want nobody to think like, oh, uh, Cristiano. Nah, fuck that. him That's too. Uh, I just it's not Argentinos. <laughs> I just don't want to see Argentinos happy. Uh, so I want France to win it, no matter what. And then uh, with that, Argentina has to play like six finals with Messi. Uh, They have lost 5-1-1, which was the last Copa America. Messi has zero goals, zero assists. But I promise you that's going to change this Sunday because he's going to be awarded a,
1: a penalty
4: that does not exist. Yes, sir. So he's going to break that record. Messi will break that record. But hopefully France can overcome all that and uh, bring home the win.
0: I like it. I like it. Joel. I uh,
1: am Argentina. Ooh. You're cutting
0: out, man. I think no one wants to hear your Argentina win, so it's just cutting you out.
2: <laughs> the, the football
1: gods
0: are broken, man. France is gonna win. <laughs> this dude's uh He's a that little ro- robot from Star Wars. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> R2D2. He's a <laughs> R2D2ing it right now.
1: What about now? Still? Ah,
0: there we go. There we go.
1: All right. I, I guess I went too far from the phone. Um, no, same as as Ron. Where I want that narrative to change, where it's like, oh, the euro was better. Talk. And yeah, they're, but they're Argentina claims dominance. that they're from
0: Europe, dude. They claim all their pl- their people are from Europe, so.
1: Oh, I mean, you can't take what one person says. <laughs> and oh, more go than off just of, of that. Well, come on. What man. do you mean,
0: one?
4: What do you
1: mean? They, <laughs> because the, that's, for, that statement like is a, going off of the politician that said that. No,
4: dude, they had like a 40% population of Afro Argentinos, and they have been like literally wiped out.
1: Like, 40%. Argentina
4: is, like, literally racist. It is the most... Everyone has racism. but Of all the Latin American countries, they are the most racist. They don't feel Latin American. They feel European.
0: Joel, well, you were in Argentina. Did, I, did you feel that? Yes.
1: No. Not at all, man. I'm telling you, because they like Mexicans. do
0: look
1: don't like a
4: picture. I'm not surprised. Why not?
1: <laughs> don't be... Don't be, like... Don't get fooled yes. by... But, <laughs> Polarism. Don't be surprised, like, don't get fooled by like the RGs that live in the U.S. and talk shit on social media, or even trolls. Like, I, seriously, you, you go down there, it, it is that. But think about it. How different is it from us as Mexican Americans? We grew up in the U.S. and we say we're Mexican. And so it was very similar because a lot of the, um, they had a lot of immigration there from the First and Second World War when a lot of the Europeans were fleeing, so they went to Argentina. because uh, I wonder why wars. they fled.
4: A lot of Nazis fled.
1: <laughs> what, yeah, what, what happened in those wars? <laughs> what, what was going on? <laughs> not to, not, lots of Jews, too. So it's not like they were just, you so know. For the
2: Nazis. <laughs> That's a little different there, Hoa.
1: <laughs> no, well, the Nazis kind of made their own towns. So there are some towns. I heard there's some towns that like German. they
0: speak German, bro. Shit's crazy. Yeah, but
1: but they're like, yeah, they're like separate. But like, if you go to like Buenos Aires, that's where it's like, it was like a free for all of, of, very, of all immigrants. And then, but it's, it's very similar, but even that has been changing. Because when I went, there was a lot of like immigrants from, especially where I was staying at from like Peru and Paraguay. And their university is free. So you get a lot of Colombianos and Chilenos that will go to Buenos Aires to, to study because they're literally free. You didn't is have that to where you pay. went
2: home, Buenos Aires?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was in Buenos Aires and I was in uh, Parque Patricio's area and that's where like Huracan neighborhood, which is crazy because it, it felt like gangs. <laughs> have you ever been? I, I'm in LA, inner city, so like, when I would drive, you would see one gang and then you would see the graffiti of another gang. And so it was kind of similar because you would see like El Globito and pretty crummy graffiti, but it will be like the Huracan logo. The, and, and it's like a little air balloon. And then you'll see like San Lorenzo and whatever. And it was almost like that was the gang, the, the Barra Bravas. I guess. They would, they would graffiti the, the logo, the the crest. Um, But I I started seeing it and you could see it like in players, too, when you see a lot of the players now, because like if you compare like players from from before, you know, like um, going back to maybe like 94, 90, you know, and to some of the players that we see now, like Achita, Achita Luduega, man, that dude, come on, you tell me that dude. Won't pass as Mexican. <laughs> With that
0: just flat as top. got street. that flat top? That dude dark as,
1: or darker than anybody in Mexico right now. And you see more and more people like that now because of, of also immigration and they're all Mexican. So uh, it's not like, yeah, that was like an attitude going back. But I mean, that's probably started dying out.
4: Hey, but sticking to soccer terms, though, they're a fraud. The first World Cup they won was <laughs> at home. They had to beat on the roof by a lot of goals. The general goes into the locker room and says they need their help. Surprisingly, Argentina wins 5-0. And then and, after and I'm,
1: that, I'm ball, add the, the goalie for Peru was, was uh, Argentine. He yes, was, uh,
4: that, not that, that was <laughs> a there. And then wow. 6 <laughs> la, la mano de Dios okay come on the romantics love and everything at the end of the day is straight up blistered. so
0: you're saying that if Argentina wins this one it's because of uh' fraud fraud
4: I'm I'm not saying they win this one's fraud but I'm saying their last two cups there had the first one lots of fraud the second one mano de Dios come on, that's straight up cheating. It's like straight up cheating. Uh, They asked Maradona about it. He's like, it wasn't cheating. It was street smarts. Like, in this kind of uh tournament, you know, you just got to use all your advantages. Come on, bro. It was straight up no, cheating. No, it's kind of like what
0: Luis Suarez did against Ghana. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's like, they held it like it was like the greatest thing in the world. Like, dude, Maradona scored a goal with a hand. Yeah. And something no other player could do. Like, they treated, no, dude, you, you were cheating. Yeah. And then you have all these PKs. Look, the the PKs I'm dubious about was the first one against Saudi Arabia yep. it was soft, and then the one against Poland where the goalie does the save and he like they touch face. What do you want the goalie not to do? Not to do the save.
0: Yeah. The other
4: three you can go like 50-50. You can make arguments on both sides.
0: I didn't agree I with those? the last penalty because that changed the entire game. I mean the goalie yeah. the goalie made contact, but both his feet were on the ground and yeah, I don't know.
4: And you know why I think they're pushing this agenda? Maradona has gone. Yeah. And about to die. Uh Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> way <laughs> too many papers. No, I mean, it's true. I mean, he is. And got us around for We got Mbappe, go. baby. We got
0: Mbappe. It. It's all good. No, no. To
1: go finish him off. Uh,
4: people. Ronaldo was going, going to good, gonna that die. That poster boy. They want to be that poster boy when he's retired that ambassador of the game for the next 30, 40, 50 years, whatever. Oh, man. So uh, that's that's what their golden child, even the Qatari organizer came out and said that it would be an honor to watch Messi win the World Cup in Qatari soil.
0: Yeah, because they own PSG. I uh,
1: agree a thousand percent with you. I, I think the only thing that Messi has so much money is to do that. Do you know what I mean? But I do agree that they do need well the sound like R2D to back near the phone. Oh man.
0: I, I, I He's uh deep throating R2 D2 right now. that's what's Oh low blow, low
2: blow. <laughs>
0: oh It sounds like the intro of a Daft Punk song. That's a Gog
4: 9000 right there. (laughs) No.
0: Oh, man. Uh, But yeah, folks.
4: Viva la France.
0: I hope we just get an entertaining match on Sunday with a lot of goals. Hopefully not a lot of controversy. As far as third place goes, yeah, I don't really care too much. But uh, I would like to see Luka Modric win it. Why not? Um, but yeah, that's that's all we have, folks. Uh, appreciate you guys' input. It's been a it's been a glorious two hours, and we'll, we look forward to the to the weekend and to the holidays. And we do have a Copa por Mexico happening right now. Uh, Chivas will play on Sunday, and then in January Liga MX returns. So. Even though the World Cup is near its end, do not fear, my friends. We're going to have plenty of football and we're going to go back to our regular scheduled programming. But thank you guys so much for hopping on tonight. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. And of course, we'll catch you guys in the next one.